Good evening and Happy New Year's. Happy New Year. You're listening New to Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. You're listening to Pushing Boundaries with TNA. I'm T. And I'm A. And we're here to push your boundaries on uh, all things conventional. Conventional thought. Oh, all things conventional. Well, whatever. Conventional, conventional thought. thought. The two. <laughs> Tonight, we're giving you a, a little bit of a break. I thought... Well, you know what? It depends on what time zone you're in. If If the new year has already set in or if you're <laughs> in the west coast of the u.s and uh then it would still be just before the ball drops it's true yeah and uh and yeah so we're here to kind of have a do a little like retrospective of the year and we have a panel of guests we do so we thought it'd be fun to do a round table with some interesting and dynamic and thoughtful and funny people um, about, yeah, about, uh, relationships, what you've learned and kind of the most exciting or, or what unique ways that you've met people. New beginnings. Oh, okay. New year, new beginnings. And so it's, yeah. So we have a couple of questions we're going to ask our panel. <laughs> and I'm counting on you to make it interesting. <laughs> right, right. Um, so let's introduce everyone. So uh, to my left, we have Mr. Ed Galvez here, who is from uh, MTV and the History Channel. You can find his work on edgalvez.net. And he also just landed the lead in a film coming out called The Many Lives of Jobin Corneo. (laughs) Jobin Corneo. Jobin. Actually, what's funny about the title is that I was just in a a film festival on Friday in San Francisco for it. And it's coming out April 1st. It's going to be on, you know video on demand and all that stuff uh, but they're they're talking about changing the name because, oh, confusing. Uh, because they're saying that that names that start with like like the earlier in the alphabet do better uh, than ones that are later on so they're, they're like what do you think of changing it to dead mexican and i was just like <laughs> uh um i mean that's a choice i'm that's sure we can come up choice. i'm sure there's other things that we <laughs> haven't thought of yet what about a dead mexican <laughs> Except even better. Winning. Winning. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, okay. So next, uh, we've got uh, Christian Vander Hayden, which is a beautiful name. Thank you. <laughs> and Congratulations uh, on winning the lottery with your culture. <laughs> <Yeah>. Good <laughs> <laughs> With your historical background. Belgium. Mm-hmm. That's right, yeah. And uh, he's a producer uh, of film, video, yep. and digital, and... Digital, what, video, digital content? Is that what you said? Yeah, digital content, like mm-hmm. branded documentaries. Or mm-hmm. uh, what I also like to do is, like, I like to get into more of the technology that's that's available right now, like apps and, like, interactive media. Fun. Virtual reality is really, really up and coming. So That is up and coming. I'm trying were to you, get into that. Were you at Sundance? when you, we, Did you try tea when we tried that? Oh, yes. We did crazy the, the virtual Oculus. Reality. We did. It was insane. Have we you tried it? I tried it. I love it. Oh my gosh, it's going to revolutionize porn. That was the first thing that came to my mind. I'm like, holy crap. You dirty woman. Eh? I'm sorry, but it's, it's the first. True. I'm like, yeah. I, I'm, I don't watch porn, but that was the first thing commercially that came to my mind. But mm-hmm. I, you know, yeah, um, Marina Abramovich had done a video that was one of the ones featured at Sundance. And oh. then, yeah, and it was, it wasn't as, she, I, I don't know if you're familiar with her work. I mean, she's. Yes. Yeah, she's like a modern artist that's like in MoMA and she does some violent, kind of like violent things to herself often. But mm-hmm. also she did this crazy one where bodies stood very close, like two people that were naked stood opposite each other. And um, and the attendees to the MoMA Museum would have to walk 
between these naked mm. people. Oh, well, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> <between> <laughs> them. It's the doorway. And yeah, and it was about kind of people's discomfort, of course, and, and being confronted with that. So she's she's really amazing, actually, mm. the way she, she pushes boundaries. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, that was one of them. And then the other one was sort of this frivolous, like, Star Wars game that was amazing. And you'd go upside down and be, like, lightheaded from it. And Anyway, mm. we digress. Virtual reality. We're all for it. Next, next up, <laughs> sex. And we'll certainly talk about that on our show when Oculus comes out with that. Yeah. I can't wait. Uh, okay, uh, we have with us Sarah, again, who is um, our dear friend, and she's also a filmmaker and lovely um, clubhouse member for TNA. And her phone is going oh, off. No. Emergency. I, it's to make sure I move my car and don't get a ticket from the street sweeper. <laughs> Sorry. <Uh-oh>. Did, <laughs> did you horrible. achieve that before? No, you it's okay. How to live in L.A. Yeah. Oh, anyway, sorry. Seven well, alarm. Officially ticketed mm-hmm. uh, filmmaker well, and general, <laughs> yeah. general genius. I'm being preemptive. It's for tomorrow morning. It's just like normally. Well, you're this on hour. it. I know. I've gotten so many tickets. <laughs> I know. It's disaster. I just, you know, someone told me uh, a great idea. Oh, Ed, it was you about um, you having a friend that fills her tickets with glitter, the envelopes. Yeah. <laughs> like what? when she pays her ticket, she yeah. like fills it with glitter and then sends it to them. Yeah. Why? So that it spills open. To, to annoy them? Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's, it's like, uh, for her her uh, her flashy way of saying so "f you" to the to the parking department. That's awesome. It's uh, Lauren Ashley Bishop is the one that 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 told me that. So that's uh, actually fabulous. <laughs> paying it forward in a fabulous way. Exactly. Right. It's it's an f you, but it's also it also might make that person smile. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it will, and then they will go home to their partner, and they'll be like, "Where the hell were you?" Where yeah, all over like you, I honey. promise, it came in the mail. <laughs> I wonder how many divorces have started yeah. from that. Because of Lauren Bishop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if, if you married a parking enforcement person, really, how, how good is that marriage anyway, you know? Oh, come now. Ouch, Ed. What? So much judgment in there. What? Parking enforcement people? It seems like they would have. Well, they, it seems know. like they would be low stress. They'd always be home on Sunday for a barbecue. <laughs> it's it's like, kind of nice. No I one's think, ever happy to know. see them. Ever. I don't know. I'm saying I, I, there's got to be a lot of self-hating parking attendant people out there. I would feel bad. I mean, these are human beings. They probably don't like ticketing people mm-hmm. and it's being like awful. the hated citizens. Uh, some of them of, look or pretty bad of themselves. Yeah, or they do like it, and yeah. that's why they're evil. Yeah. Well, those <laughs> need to be targeted and dealt with. But the other people. <laughs> that's a tough job, though, and towing cars as well. I mean, how can you not have that on your conscience? I mean, mm-hmm. they probably have nightmares. You know, every towing cars. Yeah, about the. I don't know. I don't feel so much for those guys. It's the parking attendant people. No, no, I don't feel for them. I'm saying that they're they're doing the devil's work. No, they're also occasionally they help you out. I mean, when there's you know someone bad. I mean, I've gone on my knees once or twice just to not tell my car, please, please, please. Did it work? Did going on your knees work? Did it really? Yeah. Yeah. Get on your knees, kids. Just get on your knees. <laughs> that is yeah. pretty desperate. Like, that does... I mean, how could someone say no to that? Yeah, exactly. Like, so, you know. like, this guy's not playing around. go, Christian? Yeah. No, they're pretty... Like, it's because it's happened to me twice where, like, they have... They lifted it up, like, six inches. Like, mm-hmm. it's not fully all the way taken away. And I'm just like, dude, I'm here. And they're like, it's, it's already it's already been uh, picked up. It's uh, give me 300 bucks to, right. to put it back what? down. And I'm just like, you... Uh, that's when I go on, on my knees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe start bowing. Maybe he's a little like Arabic, like, uh, you know, alhamdulillah. 
And now I know what to do next time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thank you, Christian. You're Actually, at, um, at, it was the Sundance Festival, and I'd parked in this one giant lot that's like, don't park after you know 10 p.m. And I'm like, But he always pushes the boundaries on parking. Right. No one will know. But of course, I didn't get to the car until like 4 in the morning. So it was gone. <laughs> and... Um, and I call them, and I'm thinking it's going to be way expensive. It was much cheaper because I guess in smaller towns, you know, they just don't gouge you the way they do here in, in a big city. And um, and anyway, the guy, you know, he, I call him, and he's like, okay. He goes, well, do you want me to bring it to you? And I was like, what? Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he brings the car to us and, like, yeah, and, like, lowers it down and all this. I mean, it was, you know, full service. I was like, thank you. You know, you didn't have to tow it in the beginning. Well, it made my day a lot better, really. Totally. I mean, it was... That guy huh. had a good See? conscience. See? Yeah. He doesn't wake go. up with nightmares. He did the right thing. Just don't get your toes. Helped out a young woman at four in the morning in well, the snow. A buddy of mine, he was driving wasted, and then he tried to do a U-turn, but there wasn't like an island in the middle. Mm-hmm. So his car got stuck on the island. Uh, <laughs> so like he couldn't drive, so it was just the wheels were turning. So he's just like, and he was wasted. He was just like, I'm just going to walk home. So he wakes up the next morning, totally forgets that he that, that happened, and there's like a bunch of calls on his phone. And then he checks the messages, and it's his insurance company. It's like, we found your car. It got stolen, and it's parked outside your house. <laughs> wow, very lucky. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. That's magical. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Very cool. We totally are digressing, but th- we it's are. Fun. Sorry. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Now, if we could We're reroute to it everybody. to who had sex to get their car not towed. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I, mean, I can't what, clean up. What Christian left out is get on your knees. And. <laughs> and. <laughs> and lean and in. <laughs> lean in. <laughs> Terrible. Sorry. Naughty. That was vulgar. That's naughty. <laughs> yeah. I can't say that I've ever done that to, no, I haven't. to afford no. something. No. Ed? <laughs> what? No. I- <laughs> I mean, to save someone. Not that we would judge you if you did. We are very open-minded here. I mean, look, to save someone's life, I'd do it. I haven't had to, but... (laughs) It depends on what I'm looking at, what's in front of me, I suppose. What? What does that mean? He's cute. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying. Wait, if he's cute, that's what you said. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean. Okay, so no parking attendant has been cute enough for you to be like, (laughs) I know. Well, I haven't felt the need. (laughs) <laughs> yeah sure I don't know anyway I um, actually can I I did yeah. a, I did like a naughty Santa thing um, tonight I was at a friend's house and um and her roommate happens to be a fairly successful actor mm-hmm. I don't know if I should like name who he is no yeah mm. a fairly like successful actor and um and I see that he's packing his suitcase for a ski trip and um and I get the idea to to write a secret stalker letter, oh, <laughs> like, I, yeah. just to scare the shit out of yeah him. yeah like, like a crazy town. letter. And you know I was gonna put it in his underwear. I couldn't find the underwear, so I put it in the ski pants. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, hit it so that he'll find it when he arrives in this this town that he's going to. And what? she sanctioned the idea. I approved it with her. And uh and yeah, and I I, I actually Googled um, stalker notes so. <laughs> that I could, you know, hit some extremes because I was having a hard time with motivation. I didn't want to be too obvious, right. but I threw out things like, you know, I've been watching you. And, oh, then, God. and then I made little digs. Like, I knew that he has roommates, so I, I feel like I don't want to say too much because, well, anyway, because I don't want to give away the gag. Yeah. He won't find out. Um, <laughs> I said something along the lines of, uh, you know, oh, do you, like... Do you own? Oh, like I love watching you through the window. Like, do you own that house? Um, wow. I like a responsible man. Something like this. And I, oh, and it's like I know he doesn't own the house. You know, he has roommates. <laughs> you know, just kind of little, little like subtle jabs while also being fanatical. And then I left a kiss mark. I 
But that was funny too. He was in the he was in the home packing. So I basically ran to the bathroom with red lipstick, put it on, kissed the note. <laughs> like I hid it under my jacket, you know. Did that like wiped the lipstick off, like hid the evidence. <laughs> we oh we that had was a false very well thought out. Thank you. We had a false start too because I thought he was from a different country. So I wrote like dear so and so from XYZ <laughs> because of his accent. And then my friend said, No, no, he's from wherever. I was like, so there's like a big X in the <laughs> Anyway, so that was that was my little, you know, naughty Way Christmas scam. I'm impressed with the with your yeah, how much effort went into that. It was. It was good fun and I'm gonna be chuckling myself for months. I my friend said I she should do a long video haul. I think I'm gonna it. write a letter every month. I took a photo, maybe we'll post it on our blog. <laughs> Come the new year. <laughs> it's on very festive paper. Is yeah, it? oh yes. Well, my friend only had like Thanksgiving style like feathers. Well then okay, on well there the, well, the that's totally gonna out you because he's gonna know that that's her paper. I don't know if I don't know if he did well it was funny, it was laying out and I said, Hide this you know. So I, I don't know, you know, I don't think he's seen her stationery. I don't think they're that hmm. intimate. You know, like do you know your roommate's stationery? I know everything. I don't think it's you know your just, roommate. The last time you had a roommate, like, I you, hear can you describe everything. their stationery? I see everything. My brain just registers these details. It's bizarre. All right, well, I My love... partner hates me for it. Oh, I love nothing more. I'm a bit like that, too. I love nothing more than slipping uh, things into people's suitcases without them knowing. <laughs> like a pair of underwear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ideally, you can put the letter in the underwear no matter what it is. I had a, I had a f- close friend that... Um, that's a male, but like I, yeah, like we wrote this kind of absurd. A friend and a friend of mine and I wrote like a, a more absurd note and put it in his underwear for for the holidays. You know, I don't know. If that was all because <laughs> it's just funny and inappropriate. Uh, I dated a girl briefly who she was a tattoo artist and she was going to New York for a tattoo convention. And uh, her brother came into her room while she was packing, and he she had this belt buckle that was also brass knuckles, and so he played with it and then just threw it in her suitcase. So when she went to the airport, she got arrested. And she was like, got lost in the system for like, for like twelve days. <gasps> twelve yeah. days? Come on. Yeah, and like, uh, like her mom called my our mutual friend to, to like, have you heard from her? And so then she started doing, you know, calling like the hospitals and, and jails in New York and L.A. Then when she, they tracked her down, like, oh, she was supposed to be let go like the next day. So wow. So yeah, just keep it to notes. Don't keep it to <laughs> don't notes. throw weapons in, in people's suitcases. Just notes. I don't. I don't want him to be lost in the in the legal system. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because of a note. Yeah. yeah, exactly. No, just I just want him to be nervous that there's someone looking through his window. Yeah. No, good luck killing the president. <laughs> <laughs> if yeah, she doesn't like come to the show, <laughs> we know why. <laughs> oh, that I got caught for my yeah. stalking. Yeah. yeah, like he'll probably read it and go, "Oh, I know who it is." It was that weird girl that was over. <laughs> oh, I was coming after I'd come up with my plan and I'd, and I'd implemented it and I was snickering. I, I had tears in my eyes coming down the stairs. I was laughing so hard. And he, he happened to be at the refrigerator, you know, standing like at the foot of the stairs. And he goes, you're just laughing all the time. You're so like upbeat. <laughs> I was like, you're like, yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. That's funny. Okay. Thanks. So. New Year's. Do you guys have rock star plans? Um, I usually just wait till the last minute and see what the cheapest, closest thing is. That way, little investment, little disappointment. I think that's a great smart MO. Yeah. Well, house party mine. If you guys want to come over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there. Everyone's invited who's listening. Well, how close is it? That's the question. Oh, come on. Nothing's really that far away. Well, I got to tell you, though, on New Year's Eve, it is kind of clutch to keep it nearby because inevitably the mm. traffic the drunk drivers the i mean everything 
Yeah, right. it's just a lot of effort. 20 and minutes. Most of my New Year's were spent in New York, and that's just, it's incredible how, like, you leave for the night, and you're not making it home until 6 a.m. at least. <laughs> just by virtue of not being able to get a taxi, and can't, the trains aren't running, I mean. Mm. I love New Year's. New Year's is one of my favorite times of the year because, for me, it's like hitting the reset button. Like, really. Cleansing I the palate. It is. I like to reflect on everything, see where I've been, what I've, you know, where I've come from. And then in my mind, I have this like mental visual calendar that just restarts at ground zero. And I like it. Do you have some tradition for doing those? Like, I how do. How do you take time for this? Sure. So, well, you do a meditation, eh? I do. No, I do. I do do a meditation because I, I meditate. Oh, I, I, th- I meant sort of Yeah. this idea seems like a form of meditation. But, but what I do, yeah, it is, right? Mm-hmm. And so I journal. So, and then I'll, I'll, I'll meditate and then I'll journal and then I'll write down a list of all the things that are important to me in the moment that uh, things that I want to pursue or see evolve or whatever, either internally or externally. For our our listeners, meditating can mean just taking some silent time to hear your own voice. (laughs) Yes. It doesn't have to mean anything crazy, complicated, new agey. I feel like there's a stereotype about it. So like there is a stereotype, but for me, I just use some breath to calm my crazy monkey brain down. Take time to think. To hear an inner voice. I'm recommending that is it really. Beyond <laughs> the chatter. That's all it is for me. So, anyway, so I do, yes, and then I journal about it. And then sometimes I do this like vision board. Actually, T, we did vision boards together. I did didn't a vision we, board last year? with you once. Yeah, you were motivated. You inspired me to do it. I had never actually done a vision board before. Um, yeah. It's a lot of fun and it's a great reminder. Yeah. Well, it's, it's so the way Who I was like taught to pictures? do it. I know. So, the way I was taught to do it is you get, and this was something that was, it's the tradition that started. Um, sort of by my second mother on New Year's Day. And you get like a bunch of magazines. Actually, New Year's Eve, we did it too. So you get a bunch of different magazines and you just, our style was you flip through really quickly and so you just intuitively grab whatever catches your eye, like whatever images, words, or whatever. So the idea is to bypass your conscious mind really and not think about it and just grab what your inner self is, you know, leaning toward and so then you put it all on this board in like a collage and and it's really interesting to see the trends um that come up and uh and also how it's even organized like home life or sex life or whatever and then to see throughout the year what happens Mm. so my vision board last year had nothing but women on it i don't think there was one man in it i'm like see and I was exiting a relationship. And I'm we like, launched the show. We did we launch launched the show at the, at the that's top true. of the year. That's true. We this did. It's actually kind of an anniversary. That's for true. Us. And I was. I've been writing this book about female empowerment and just a lot of just I don't know mm-hmm. women stuff. It's been a very women woman centered year. However, I did start another relationship, and that wasn't on my damn vision board. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Curveball. Yeah. I know. So anyway, but anyway, so that's one of my traditions. Um, the other tradition is to just get, I, I have my craziest parties on New Year's Eve. Like, my craziest, most fun nights of my entire life are always on New Year's Eve. Wow. So it's just a fun time for me. So I'm excited to be here celebrating. I feel I <laughs> suffer the most on New Year's Eve often. <laughs> really? <laughs> I have a horrible suffering night. And then, uh, no. and then I, yes, and then I'll, and then the next day it's, you're right, it is a cleanse palette where I get to see my grandparents, which isn't very often. And, um, and we eat, you know, the black eyed peas and cabbage. And then I think. Is that tradition? I think I suffered, and now it's time to start afresh. <laughs> Black-eyed peas and cabbage or tradition? Oh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Actually, How is that tra- 
do you know, Sarah? I forget. I mean, it's it's a southern thing, but it's also Irish. Um, but it's 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 supposed to be good luck. The cabbage, black eyed peas, mm. are black good luck. Eyed peas. I think cabbage is an Irish thing. Oh, but mm. the black eyed peas are good. I think they're or both southern. good luck. They're both good luck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> bought me much. I think cabbage, cabbage green money. I think it's well. Well, now oh, I know where I'm going wrong. I'm not eating black eyed freaking peas and cabbage. No, I got it. Black eyed peas, good luck. Uh, cabbage is wealth. Okay. That makes sense. And very high in fiber. I'm loading up on the cabbage. Yes, and vitamin K. Yeah. (laughs) You know, underestimated the value of vitamin K. At first I was just saying you were just eating cabbage listening to tonight's going to be a good night. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I feel like I'm going to find some money blowing down the street. I ate my cabbage. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to ask our panel a couple interesting questions. Tweet us at TA Sex Talk. This is Pushing Boundaries with TNA. Happy New Year's Eve, Pushing Boundaries with TNA. That was, what are you doing on New Year's Eve? Swanky. <laughs> yeah, that, that song. I thought I'd just be right on the nose with it. Yeah, very good. Thanks. <laughs> uh, so we are here tonight with a, a very interesting panel here. We've got... Ed Galvez, my... comedian, hey. essentially. <laughs> EdGalvez.net, <laughs> Christian Vander Hayden, uh, producer, filmmaker, Hello. documentaries, <laughs> yes. And um, do you have a website uh, that you don't, you don't care to it, put out? Okay. And Sarah, do you want your last name, Sarah? Sarah. 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 Just Sarah. That's all Filmmaker you need. as well. <laughs> okay. So here's my here's my question. Since it's New Year's, it's about new beginnings, cleansing the palate, looking back on the past, going forward with the future. So one of my questions. This is a more fun question. So one of my questions is: What are some of the fun? crazy or unique ways that you've met someone or started a new romance or had a hookup or you know met a partner or something like that like there's these you know these I think there's really interesting stories when I talk to people about how they've met their person or how they you know this one circumstance led to another which led to another and then I met this person and now we're in love or 
we just had this amazing starry night. And I think it's really interesting because people come into your lives for a certain reason. And right. so I like to hear the stories of when people meet. I think it's, in, I just think it's fascinating. And it's all, and it is, it's a new beginning. It's bringing something new into your life. It's whatever. So I just thought it'd be a fun question. A new thread, a so, new strand of connection. Yeah. I have a few of my own. I can start. Well, or just or but go ahead, Christian. You look like you. I feel like you were leaning in. Christian, you were like something well, some Eureka moment. Well, I I dated a Muslim virgin once. Really? Yeah. Very um, good. That was last year when I was in Bali. Um, wow. I met her through a, a dating site. You made a, film a Muslim in Bali, virgin right? was um, a Muslim, on a dating site. Yeah. But yeah. you were in Bali wow. making a film, right? Yeah, I was. I was shooting a movie in Jakarta. I wow. feel like there's there are websites also, by the way, for, for everything. I mean, if you have, like, Gotteria, you can go onto the Gotteria dating website. <laughs> you know? What's that site? Ed. <laughs> I'll give it to you later. So, what, but was she... After the show. Was she looking to date a Muslim and, like, you happened to come across her? No, I mean, I think she was just, like... Fooling around, you know, she she wanted to meet like foreigners and you know date around. I mean, she eventually she's looking for, you know, the big magic. You know, she right. wants Marriage. to marry someone and then lose her virginity. So um, I dated her for a while. Obviously, she's still a virgin. I, mean, I, I wasn't. That's not obvious. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's not to, obvious to at me all. it is because I felt like she was very strongly about that, and okay. that's not that's something I want to. You want to respect that. You know? Sure. So. Well, yeah, and you're a gentleman. Yeah, I guess we think we think so far. <laughs> Maybe so far. Sometimes wait till the rest of the story. No, I'm just <laughs> But, yep. okay, but that's interesting. What, like, And you were okay with that. You were like, oh, I'm interested in this person. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, <laughs> obviously, I didn't know that, you know. Oh, it she wasn't, had, she didn't put that up front. No, that wasn't, like, on the dating site that she was, like, a Muslim. Right, but what you, you like. You just see a picture, it's, like, Tinder, you know, it's, like, you swipe left or right or whatever, and you meet up. And but isn't Tinder for hooking up? It's no, whatever you make no. of it. Well, yeah, right. yeah I, I guess it is whatever Tinder you thing. make of it. I think yeah. people have gotten like business deals out of it. Tinder <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is an all resource social <laughs> media. Maybe, maybe yeah, they promoted her show on there. So mm-hmm. yeah, and I wow. also think um, there's that, and I and I also have heard great stories about people really truly dating. I mean, meeting real partners. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Via Tinder. Makes sense. I went on it for five minutes. It scared me. And also, about mm-hmm. 15 men that I'm friends with were like, "Guess who I saw on Tinder." <laughs> And this was, you know, it was like my friend was on it, and I was like, "That's really cool." And as we've we've discussed, a like, you know, I'm I'm in a long term relationship now, kind of in an undefined phase, right? <laughs> um, so I kind of didn't want it to be advertised that I was on there. Oh, so they saw you? Is that guess? Yes, oh. yeah. So I, I got like five, six messages via Facebook, and they go, "Guess who I caught?" And then I and then I you know, but it was like a hot potato. Oops. I was like, ah! <laughs> you know, I'm not I was like, cheating. I, was I promise. Right, right. I was like, I was truly perusing for fun because my it's my research. male friend was on it it's for fun. Research. It's it's. I mean, it's loads of fun. And I saw interesting people, business wise, and and it's interesting as friends. It just sounds dangerous. Mm. But yeah, I have friends that have met their partners on Tinder. All this. I mean, it's yeah. There's some strange people on Tinder. I have a story of a friend who who dated someone, and the girl was kind of like, you know, had some issues. <laughs> Um, uh, really? It was, it was in New York. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
that could be scary. That could go. Sarah, <laughs> you're leaning it. You're slowly. I'm like, just, she's like, issues. Just let say me it. tell you about <laughs> she's it. She's so polite on the radio. I'm like, baby, just like yell it. Scream <laughs> it. Um, well, my, first of all, I have two friends who are a couple and they're both on Tinder. And for them, it's like a kind of a power thing. I'm like, oh, I'm just checking out people, but we're still dating and I wouldn't actually go out with any of them. So it just feeds and their fantasy bo- they both do and it. makes them yeah. feel wanted and desirable. It is fantasy. Yeah, so it's just huh. kind of like. Yeah, and they're both on there. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, and so I don't know. Playing with fire. I've been. I've, I've thought about it. So I'm like, I'm. I'm I might you test the waters. Fully committed I don't to joining. Know. Yeah. So. Get in there, Sarah. I don't know. No, but Jump I went in. on. I went and on we'll t- have you on the you show. Can again right there. You can handle it. You can handle it. I'll be a guinea I pig. I have faith in you. But I went on OKCupid and I hated it so much. It was just like you this never is know. Not if you an just judge it by. <laughs> but I tell you, it's it, a lot of dating sites seem to be very regional as well. I think OKCupid's very prominent in Manhattan, for example. I was in New York. And yeah, and I would say maybe Tinder is more prominent here in LA. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, hmm. yeah, I think hmm. different so sites. So does anybody are more so does it, so you have couples who you know people who have met on Tinder and right. started coupling? Oh right, well, back to our our germane our question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have I, well, I have Tell uh, us a story. Okay, yeah, so yeah, I don't know what, a, if you want a horrifying Tinder story or a, sort of an interesting alternative way that I met someone. Well, we kind of want both. You okay. have two stories? Yeah. Let's go, Ed. Okay. Giddy they up. better okay. be damn good, though. No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, okay. We share, actually have share, a routine share. here that if it's not a good story, we'll whip you. <laughs> All right, I'll make this. <laughs> so we were reading. We tie you to the table. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We're we flip this baby dry. around, and it's leather studded. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Check uh, out our BDSM episode. <laughs> well, I, I. All right. Uh, do you want the frightening one or the that? You uh, let, okay. Let's start with your unique meeting, and okay. then and then the and because then the Tinder one. Well, that really that I, like that I'm doing. Another thing that I do to make money is I I drive for Lyft and Uber. And so I, I picked up this lady that I had picked up like like four months prior, and she gets in and I'm like, oh, it's you again. And we oh, we had we we because we, we were joking around a bunch that first time, mm-hmm. so that's how like we remember like, hey, so we're joking around and, and stuff. And then uh, she uh, she mentioned something about a psychic. I forget what was the context of a psychic. And I was like, oh, I have a funny psychic story. And I was like, a little backstory on on this. Uh, Feels I, like I, the Russian dolls, a story within a yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. Uh, so I was just like. Uh, uh, for the record, I, I love my sister. That being said, my sister makes herself impossible to love. Um, oh. to, to the point where uh, she kind of like said a lot of lies to my family that caused me not to talk to my family for a while and also inter- I didn't talk to her for a while. So then I just hit a point where I was just like, well, I either need to forget that these events happened or else I don't have a sister anymore. Huh. So then I kind of like let it go and so we started talking again. So my sister calls me up one day and asks me if I can pick her up from her work to take her to her mechanic because her car's in the shop. So I go pick her up. She's like, hey, there's this work thing with free one and apps you want to go and i was just like yeah sure fine we go and we're there for a little bit and she's like oh they hired a psychic do you want to do the psychic thing and then we'll leave and i was like yeah sure fine whatever so we're waiting and then um the psychic clears up we slide in psychic turns to my sister and goes uh is that your brother and she goes yeah she's like can you have him wait around the corner because i don't want his energy to influence my reading of you and i'm like if we're playing this game that makes sense so i i go (laughs) okay so i go around the corner um and uh and I'm out there for like less than a minute, and then I see the psychic lady just run past me, and she like starts smoking a cigarette like she just saw a ghost. And I'm what? like, yeah, I'm like, what? So then I go to my sister. I'm like, what? What happened? She's like, I don't know. The psychic comes back with the guy that hired her, and she's like, she needs to go. She needs to go right now. 
And she's like, you're not paying me enough for this. She needs to go right now. Oh, my god. And gosh. then she looks at me and she goes, I'll read you, but I'm not going to read her. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> and then so she sits, she sits, my sister's like, I don't get it. And then she, she sits down with me and she's like, look, I'm sorry about that. But she has so much negative energy that I'm not going to go that deep with her. She has some real problems. I'm like, right? (laughs) 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 That's wild. So um, she gives me a reading, and and it's positive and vague, but, you know, whatever. And then, um, so I I tell my passenger the story, and she's like, like, wow, that's crazy. She's like, would you mind if I texted you sometime? And I'm like, yeah, of course. So I hand her my card, and then she looks at my card, and she's like, do you have a sister named Margaret? And I was like, God. And I was just like, nope. And she's definitely not the focus of that story I just told you. And uh, because it it obviously is her. Um, And then she's like, I went to her 40th birthday party in Palm Springs that you didn't go to. No. So you just got done shit talking with your sister. Yeah. But, uh, oh. So then, yeah. yeah, Then we were, you know, had a short stint for a little bit. And then, yeah. Yeah. Short stint. As in you dated. Yeah. 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 Wait, the psychic? You Connected. did the psychic? Yes, no, no, the no. psychic. Yeah, me and, oh, Esmeralda, me and Esmeralda have been... Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, no, the, the chick in your room. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. the chick that he picked up. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I got excited. I was like, whoa, dating the psychic. <laughs> and then I wondered, like, are you in bed and she's reading your energy all the time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you're like, no, no, now we just have sex. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now you stop talking. Mind your own aura. Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Stop Stop preempting my thoughts, <laughs> yeah. my intentions. Um, but uh, so the the Tinder story. I so I, I meet this girl on uh, on uh, on Tinder, and she lives in Long Beach. So we make the plans to go on a brunch date. And uh, and here's the thing. While like. Uh, uh, no, you're okay. No, 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 no. Sorry. Am I that poor? No, 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 no. No, she, uh, she, she, she uh, um, got some more important messages. She's, uh, go ahead. She, uh, she, uh, so I, I like the brunch date because if you know you can have eggs and and booze in the morning, and uh, that means that <laughs> that she's fun. And then afterwards, it's across the street from the Grove, so then you know we can either go see a movie, and if it doesn't work out, we can sober up at the movie and go separate ways. You know guilt-free, you know, as right. far as, like, you know, no one's driving home drunk. And uh, if it goes well, then who knows where the, the day could take you. So, uh, she, she she shows up, and let's just say uh, she gets out of the car, and her pictures are from another time, okay? Uh, not any time current. Like, but to the point where she's looking at me, and she, I can see in her face, she's like, are you going to say something? Are you going to say something? And I'm like, oh, you know what you did. But, uh... <laughs> Not a deal breaker, but it was, but it was a significant. Difference. Well, you know, kind of. I, can't, I think it kind of shows the integrity of a person. Yeah. No, right? I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, okay. So. But yeah, yeah. No, you're completely right. I'm just, I'm just trying not to be. I thought it was a tactful yeah, way of that, saying it. That guy. It. What? Tactful. Yeah. It was a tactful way of saying it. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. So we go to brunch, and then she's. Uh, uh, it, it's fine. I mean. I'm being hilarious. She's being a good audience, and uh, so, so, she, <laughs> so we're rolling. Yeah, for a comedian, a great day. So is I like her a laughing. lot. Yeah. Someone's laughing at you. It's a great day as a comedian. Yeah. But, oh, well, I've had discussions about this because, it, but they also have to make you laugh too because uh, of course. It, because it's like if you're not building on something together, then it's sort of like it's sort of like it, when you're. As, as a comedian, it's like, you don't want to perform for the same audience. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. I, I had this, Ed, where I used to go on dates, and I'd come home to my friends, and I'd be like, they'd say, well, how was it? And I'd go, oh, it was great. I had a great time. And they'd go, yeah, but did you do all the talking? And then I'd go, 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did it again. <laughs> like, I don't know shit about this guy. <laughs> like, but he left. Yeah. <laughs> he was a good sport. Yeah, no. So she, um, uh, she told me about she, how she went on a date and, uh, and the guy's dad died not too much, uh, like, within a month before. And he started talking about his dead dad and then he started crying on the date. She's like, isn't that the worst? Isn't that awkward? Isn't that... And I was just like, well, you can't really choose when you when you grieve. Like, right. uh, I'm sure if you had the choice to cry or not cry, you would have chose not to cry. It's very uh, empathetic. And, what? It's very yeah. empathetic yeah, of you, yeah. yeah, and then, I like, and I explained to her this, uh, uh, another story within a story. Uh, like, I have not cried since I was like, like, six. And like, Did like, she make you cry? N- no, no. No. But, uh, like, like, when I was like six, where like, I, like, I fell off my bike and skimmed my knees. So like, I, I, so like, my mom died in 2000, my grandmother died in 2000. Grandfather, two thousand two. Grandmother, two thousand five. And every wow. funeral and stuff, I'm I'm always just like I'm heartbroken. It's not like I have Aspergers, and I'm just like mm, everyone's <laughs> making this face, so I'll do it too. No, and but then uh um, and I was just like so this whole time uh, so like I'm constantly like I'm just obsessed with like sad things, <laughs> you know. Uh, and I was and I told her because I know my 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 turn's coming, and crying's like crapping your pants. Yeah, uh, if you play old maid enough, you're gonna draw the old maid card, okay? <laughs> so, so she's like, "All right." So anyway, so she's like, "I don't want to go to the movie." I'm like, "Okay." Uh, she's like, "Oh, um, but I feel we should still hang out." I'm like, "Okay." She's like, "Well, we can watch a movie at your place." I'm like, "Okay." She goes, "Wow, but we're not gonna have sex." And I was like, "I didn't ask." And what, I, <laughs> and now, what I've discovered uh, is that whenever you're not talking about sex, and the girl says, uh, "We're not gonna have sex," she's not talking to me. <laughs> She's, she's talking, talking to herself. herself. Yeah. yeah, it's already. In I am head. not going to jump this man. Yeah, <laughs> she's already thinking about yeah. it. Yeah, so so and well, it, it's been tested like four times that that's happened, and I'm just wow. like, okay, wait for it, wait for it, and then you know, it, then it just happens. So, um, so <laughs> like, oh, I see. I don't even have to try this time. Yeah, yeah. Get her into the apartment. So uh, we go. We walk to my my apartment, and then we immediately start smooching it up, and then she she uh, she starts. Going and she's like, oh, I don't. And she's like, uh, hold that thought, Ed. Yeah, we're taking a mini break yeah. right on this cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Take it. Are you mini sure? break. That Ed is smooching with this girl that he met on Tinder. Mini break. We'll be right yeah. back. <laughs> Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to Listening Go. to Pushing Boundaries with TNA. Tweet us at TA Sex Talk. We are back with Ed Galvez in the middle of this juicy story. <laughs> this um, m- telling us his story of how he met this woman on Tinder. Yeah. 
wild date. She's already blurted out. We're not having she's sex. She's crazy. And she's and a little then, older than she's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. So many and not details. quite a swanky. Uh, so, so you're making out at this point in okay. your apartment. Uh, so then she's like, no, no, I promised myself no more. Like, it, it goes it goes pretty pretty far pretty fast. And then she's like, no, I promised myself no more casual sex. And I was just like, it's fine. Because I wasn't that, I wasn't really that into it, but I did pay for brunch. So I was like, yeah, whatever. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> oh. And there it is. No, look. Well, and those, and those judgments, I thought this was a safe place Yeah, here, I agree. Look. That's true. You know? That's true. I don't find that offensive. I've definitely been in situations where you're like, huh, you know. I put in We're the time here. and the effort. Oh, well, yeah. No, no. I, you know, I, are the stakes so high that I, you know, all right. Well, the, <laughs> the stakes are very expensive. Is that what you mean? <laughs> oh, sorry. No, no. I, I don't necessarily mean because someone paid. Mm-hmm. I, I just mean. We're here. I'm, why not? You yeah. know, yeah, I maybe wasn't I, didn't, her into I wasn't anything. intending that. Was, yeah. I'm not saying you were. No, yeah, I'm saying more like, as Ed said, like, well, I wasn't planning on sex. I mean, in some ways, even a first date, you're not thinking you're going to go home with a brunch person. You're yeah. like, you're like, oh, I just, you know, but right. You kind of say, okay. It's so nice how to be, it's it? nice to be reminded that I'm pretty, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. Jiminy Someone Christmas. wants you. <laughs> <laughs> so did it end well? It, 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 it's, well hang tight. Um, so. She, uh, <laughs> so then she's like, uh, she says, like, uh, I promised myself more casual sex. I'm just like, all right, fine. So I just kind of, like, turn on Portlandia, and I, and I lay down on my bed to go to sleep because I'm still full from brunch. Like, An afternoon and, siesta. Yeah, yeah, Well, I mean, if she doesn't want to do anything, I'm just like, fine. You know, you say, you say no, then, then no. You know, I'm. Right. Respect you know, those boundaries. Yeah. So I lay down, and I leave her alone for, like, five minutes, you know, you know, watching the thing. And, like I said, I just want to take a nap. Then she aggressively, uh, she attacks me and aggressively starts smooching my privates. Um, and then she... Meow. What? Doesn't... Oh. Me, I said meow. Okay. So, but here's the thing. Like, I'm, 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 I'm grateful for that gesture, <laughs> you know, and as, you know, whatever, you know, I, I, I appreciate it. But that being said, if you're receiving something like that, uh, you, I, you, there's things that you should not say, like, like, ouch, what are you doing? Like, please stop. <laughs> No, I'm serious. No, and then she tells me that she's uh, that she's trying to get me to hit her. And oh uh, my god, yeah. this wow. is and, turning and, into and, disaster. Yes, wow. and, and, wow. Fight Club. What? Well, yeah, and she's, That's she's like, I, she's like, I want you to pull my hair and and, and punch me. And I was just like, <laughs> I, 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 I was like, and here's the thing, I, I don't do that for a few reasons. One, uh, like, uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not bored with sex where I'm just like, hey, let's let's get fine. Two, like, uh, I don't want to learn to like it. Like, I've been completely fine not hitting women. And what if I find out that it's fun? And I'm like, hey, deal with this every girl I date in the future. Because the girl from Long Beach showed me that hitting girls is fun. And three, <laughs> obviously she's crazy. You know, this is the first date. And then, you know, so then she starts crying. She falls off the bed and she goes to the bathroom. And then she comes back and then she's uh, she's telling me... Um, uh, she's she's crying and explaining her eating disorder, and oh I'm my just God, like, this is and then like wow. and then I'm like, is, like in my head, I'm like, is this why you explaining why you're heavier than your pictures? But but I don't say anything. Then, oh yeah. And then she starts, she flips on, she's crying. Then she uh, she goes away. Then she goes back again. And she's like, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. She's like, and but she's like drunk and she's hysterical. So I'm just like, don't drive. And she's right. and she's like, no, no, I'm like, just lay down for an hour yeah, just, and then I'm you can go. And then she's take like, no, 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 no. And then I I. I t- I, I tell her, look, 
Uh, you know, dates going well. If you, if you say just because I never want to see you again doesn't mean I want you to die. Lay down, and <laughs> so I talk her into laying to laying down. So we we nap, and then she wakes me up, and she's like, "I'm leaving." I'm like, uh, "What time is it?" She's like, 10. I'm like, "All right, go." So then she texts me the next uh, the next day, and she's like, uh, you, "You seem like a nice enough person that you would want to know that uh, I got home safely." And then I text her back, and I'm just. Uh, she's like, "Thank you for brunch, and I'm sorry about everything." And I and I respond back with, "Well, at least you didn't cry about your dead dad." Oh God. Moral yeah. of the story: Do not date people from Tinder. Well, <laughs> no, they're the pleasant well, ones. I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. I agree. I think I think you never know what you're gonna get. Be careful. Just gotta get out there. I had this new beginning. This is my most recent new beginning story. Okay. Well, well there's two. One is uh, that I met a guy at a cafe, and he said, hey, do you want to come spend the summer with me in Italy? And I said, yes, I do. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> so we uh, Skype dated for three weeks because he had to leave for the country, and then I ran off and gallivanted around Europe. And He's now taking a risk. Yes, and now we're... Uh, we're um, you know, yeah, I can't say I've ever done that. I mean, to be yeah. honest, like that, it is a big leap to meet someone and and to say, yeah, great, I'm going to go to this country with you. Yeah, we yeah. pretty much just moved in together after like three weeks of Skype dating. Is there anything that bugs you about? Wow. Oh, <laughs> for sure. But we're human beings. Those toenail clippings. <laughs> if only I'd known. Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, but there's a lot of things that I really like about it, just like anybody or any relationship. And then the other, God, the other new beginning. Oh, actually, this is very apropos. So I was a couple years ago. Oh, this was the trip with you and I, T. We went to uh, Paris, Paris together. Yeah, we did. This is a naughty story. This is one of my naughtier stories, actually. Yeah, I got in trouble with my boyfriend because on New Year's Eve. I remember that. T.A. and I kissed on New Year's Eve. We did. And I remember your boyfriend got so angry. I'm like, what the hell is this He left us at the club. this. He totally left us at that club. Yeah. I, I had a I think blast. It's cool. Thank you, Christian. Thank <laughs> Thanks, you, Christian. Christian. You it get was to party it... with us in Paris next year. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> we had so much fun that year. Anyway, it was fun. Yeah, and so, but I guess this was a Christmas Eve story, but uh, yeah, not very. Man, I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. So I went to Notre Dame for the. Uh, oh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. I was like, what? No, Notre, no, no. Or Notre Dame. Notre, Notre Dame. Dame for the uh, Midnight Mass. And it was freezing. Anyway, so I go into this cafe after the midnight mass and uh, to get something warm and alcoholic to drink. And I'm by myself because, see, you were way out in the country. Yeah, I was at Paris. a vineyard. Yeah. And so, uh, so I was alone on Christmas Eve, enjoying myself and having this drink. And then uh, I met this, uh, there's this suave, tall, dark, handsome man, photographer, actually, older Totally up my eye. Take your picture. Yeah, he's like. (laughs) 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 So it was very crowded. So he's like, "You can sit here if you want, or whatever." I'm like, "Okay." So anyway, we end up spending all of Christmas Eve wandering around Paris and eat a Saint Louis together. And uh, then um, Mm -hmm. he took me under the bridge. Uh (laughs) Well, first we started making out um, on the door of a church. And I'm like, we should probably move. So then he took me under the bridge and we... He, I like that just as the way he took her. He yeah. took me. <laughs> under the bridge. Under the bridge. <laughs> like a chili pepper song. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's the t- that totally. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, so that was... Um, that was... Uh, I think that was a coincidental meeting and... I don't know. A new beginning. Passing the palette. Passione. Yeah. Anyway... 
That's, Can't say I've had sex no. under the bridge. Yeah. But, uh... It's okay. You've had sex other places. I did. Um, I have... <laughs> do you want to share them or no? I don't know that they're... They no, were, I wouldn't say they were new beginnings. T, T's just an on-the-bridge type of gal. On the Not bridge. <laughs> I'm under the bridge. <laughs> Here's another question for you guys. What have you learned from your old relationships that you have brought into your new relationships? Your aha moments, your nuggets of gold. Well, for me, I think it's paying more attention to detail and and really remembering, like, where the girl bought her coat. Where, really? Yeah, and, like, wow, where she got her question. shoes. Why? And because be, she cares. Be, yeah, because they care. That so got you in trouble one yeah, time? It, really? I think it got me in trouble with my, my previous relationship, the longer one I had, um, because I just didn't know enough about her. So she didn't feel like you cared or were interested exactly. or invested. Yeah. Or so it, if if you can answer the questions before she has to answer, like you got to know which stores she likes. You got to know what type of presents she likes. You got to know, you know, what her favorite perfume is, perfume is the color. All those little things, they might seem like, no, nah, whatever, like I don't care. But they're actually really important to know as a guy, I think, or maybe yeah. in general in the relationship. Well, here's my That's question, though. I, I think it's very admirable for you to take the time out and be like, you know, and, and yeah, and take that into your next, you know, relationship and, and learn about this woman. My question to you is, was it actually out of a lack of caring that you didn't notice these things? Or was it simply the way your mind worked and you just didn't care about, well, not that you didn't care about her, but you didn't, you didn't, it's just understand something you didn't the notice. Relevance. Yeah, you didn't understand the relevance. Yeah, exactly. It, it was just a matter of relevance. To me, it just didn't seem as important. It's not that I didn't care right, about her right. you know, so at my, all. My, I, like, you know. Yeah, which I gather. So my question would be, for the woman, like, don't you think that it might be worth the woman's while to kind of develop well, an understanding within herself so that she doesn't, she's not like putting the pressure on this guy to like, you have to know all these things about me. Well, but you, know? you but is it a self-absorption or is it the feeling that someone's paying attention? I'll say this, A, you came from out of town and you said, oh, I have this iPhone cover for you. Yeah. Uh, for me, right? And I, and I was so touched by the specificity of the decoration on the outside because it was so me. It was so you. Yeah. And it yeah. was, and it just, it said to me, you profoundly see me yeah. as <laughs> I see myself. It's exactly that. It's, it's, Interesting. It's exactly that. And can you deliver that to your partner? Do you profoundly see me the way that I see myself? Can it, you project back what I, how I want to be seen? It gives a feeling that you care more, you know, instead of just caring. You know, yeah. when you, well, and when that you're a special connection. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, though. You know her. You know all these facets about her. But I, but I hold on a second. But, but me, getting, me getting the thing, the, the, the iPhone case for tea is different than me knowing how many sugars and, and cream you take no, in your no. coffee. No, it's the or, same thing. Is it? You think? Yeah, because, yeah. Really? because like if you say like, hey, honey, could you could get grab a coffee for me? And I come back with a black coffee and you always have your coffee with sugar and milk. It's like that was then, your last girlfriend's coffee, okay? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you're going to go like, you know, why doesn't he know this? I mean, you know. Yeah, why doesn't he care? Right. And, and well, I'm more saying know. he, but... On the on the vice versa, I mean, have you had moments, Christian, where there's something, or and to all of you, I mean, where your partner, the wo- or the woman in your case, you know, had paid attention to a detail and you felt touched by that? Can you um, think of something, or is oh, it of less can, importance for to sure, you? For me, yeah. Well, I think not so much. I think it's more a thing for like longer relationship where we're actually starting to get each other presents or like spending time with each other, or whatever. 
Yeah. I don't think I've had long enough relationship where a girl's actually kind of really maybe maybe reciprocated. Uh, you know, I'm trying, I feel like this well, I wondered if a it lot. is a gender I mean, thing or if it is, you know, how, how what what could wow, interesting. So you can't nothing comes to mind at the moment. Mm-hmm. But you know, you, oh, you, you know what they say. Or what I hear is very interesting. Is kind of like they say that the, the men are the one that are romantic, not the women. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's the it's the girls that want to get the romance, but it's actually the men that are romantic because right. they're the ones that kind of like. I, I kind of get that mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Ed? Have you had moments where a, a partner had a thoughtful gift to you? Um, yeah, but, but you know, I feel like with this, it's, it's a balance, okay? Because like well, on some, t- sometimes there, you know, the, a girl will get me something that that like, and I'm just like, you don't really know me. Yeah, <laughs> I, you go, what I, is I, by, by this, but I'm also like, it's just a nice gesture, and I'm not going to make her feel weird for you know, because if she wants to know, like, it's either the rich is going to go on further or, or not, you know. It, I just don't. I just don't get butt hurt by that, you know. Uh, you know, I'll get weirded out. And like it's like I would never wear that shirt, but I'm not going to tell her. No, and, and I think mm-hmm. that it's interesting because there are levels. You appreciate the gift in itself. Mm-hmm. They obviously thought about you enough to get you a gift, but it doesn't ring true mm-hmm. unless it it's like this magic key that fits the lock. Right? You go, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. how did they know? This my is what key I love. fits T's lock. Yeah, Yay! A, a, a fits T's Sarah. Lock. St- <laughs> yeah, Sarah. I still get asked by someone who I'm friends with who I had something with about a pair of boots that I gave away like four years ago or five years ago. Wait, so wait, what do you mean you get asked? So like ten years ago. A romantic trust gave, gave me you boots? this pair of boots oh, and I God. did not like them. They're <laughs> pointy toes. They're horrible. Pointy toes. <laughs> so, <laughs> Detail that she's been haunted by. I know. And then, you know, he'd always, and we're like in different cities and I would, so he was always like, oh, do you still have the boots and think of me? Something really lame like that. Like, like yeah, it I meant do. something for him to give them to me and I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> you know. Interesting, yeah. I gave so. my partner my long-term relationship a pair of pants that I knew were so him and they fit him so well and he wasn't wearing them and I finally you know maybe like a year later said just just, I was just curious you know I got you those great pants I thought maybe you'd really like them kind of hurt that you're not wearing them he admitted that he'd gained too much weight and wasn't able to button them (laughs) (laughs) yeah but uh yeah, but, you know, it's also our role as partners and whatnot to push boundaries for those that we're with. So sometimes you might get something that's like, hey, you might you might not have thought about this. but More inventive gifts. Right. and But just be prepared that they might not wear it. Any other insights? Mine is Things just, from old relationships? Just just being direct with what you want and what, what you don't want. Especially if it's something that, like, like bugs you. Like there, like, there was this one relationship where the girl kept on, like, but I'm tishing me. And 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 <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, like, I, I, I you're a joke teller. I, I hate it. Right. I hate it. And you know, what? I thought I thought it was I thought it was weird. So I I brought it up to a few other people. And uh, yeah, I was talking to Maria Shahada, and she got even madder about it. She's like, oh, or a hayo. Like, oh, if you hail me, it's it's over. She's like, it's so dismissive. And I, oh, interesting. And, oh, but yeah. like, but I, I I explained to to the girl in 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 this situation. I was just like, look, when you do that. It just everything stops right there. If it's if it's a bad joke, that's fine. Wallow in the badness, like we can have fun with that. But when you go prumptish, you just it just everything just stops right there, and there's no there's no play. There's no you know. You can't reply. There, there's nothing. Was she there, able to adjust? Uh, slightly, but then the relationship stops. Sure. So be direct. I have to say, I I would say my biggest revelation, and I always still reflect on this, was my my one year relationship before my longer term. Uh, and I, 
And it was, I think I was even like standing on the bed, just almost like, like preaching to my roommates, you know, about the frustrations I was having with this difficult man. I said, he's so difficult and he's the worst communicator. And then going on and on and on. And I, and I, and something clicked and I said, God, he's such a drama queen. And then it clicked and I went, oh, I said, oh, I'm, I'm difficult too. So we're really, we're both really hitting our heads against each other. And I think, you know, I started to hear myself more, you know, and, and pay attention to kind of my intentions a little bit. I think in a way, Christian, the way that you're talking about just observing, like, am I giving back as much in this dynamic? Hmm. And there are times where maybe he would do something that frustrated me in the same way that you're saying, Ed, and I wouldn't address it. I would instead almost needle back. Or I would like, I'd be like, oh, you want to, you want to up the ante? I'm going to up the ante. (laughs) Instead of just going, hey, I feel like you upped the ante and I'm a little upset about it. And and that's a much better way of Mm -hmm. diffusing a bomb instead of going, hey, I have a lighter too. Why don't we both put a lighter on the the wick? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that was a big revelation for me, which was, yeah, don't, don't infuse the bomb, but defuse it. (laughs) So I've learned to be in the moment and to not think forward like when you're with someone not uh, like plan think the future of what we are what this could that's be that's really important like just to be like Project very moment, very important i think especially somebody. for women i think for some i don't know if this is I feel like women do this a lot. I think men and women project i mean you get excited about someone so you see a future with them but i feel like women are like more attached to it or so. I don't know. Don't hate on the I don't, chicken. I'm not hating on the chicken. No, you're right. No, there are some cultural like stereotypes and paradigms that are true. Like in general, you'll encounter right with different gen. You know, with the genders, it's not always. I don't think this is my big like whatever. So my soapbox thing, which is I don't think I don't think that it's pre-programmed in gender, but I think that in our culture we've somehow mm-hmm. decided right, right. these mm-hmm. are our roles yeah. and we've learned them. Right, yeah. Yeah, well there's said. a lot of ideals involved. And mm-hmm. once you start putting in expectations, you really veer away from the reality. From, right, exactly. You're building something that's completely unreal and, mm-hmm. yeah, not rooted in that person. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I, ha- I, have s- I have several. <laughs> yeah, eh? Well, maybe... Yeah, I'll point like your... No, I'll... I'll Oh my god. What's impart your wisdom for the new year for our listeners? <laughs> yeah. Um well, I you know, I guess this is sort of in line, well, maybe not, but I I feel like for sure and I don't know how to explain this, but I just know that it's always true. I feel like whenever I'm pointing my finger at this person saying like you are being selfish or you need to do this or you need to do that or whatever, it's like totally 100% absolutely always me that I need to be, that I'm talking to, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, first of all, getting someone to change or do something different is... Never know, going to work. Never going to work. Now that's in so, line with my drama queen realization. Yeah, right. So I you feel know, like it's kind of... the drama like, queen, so why would I add fuel to the fire? Well, yeah, but it's like, but it's, it's like, you're being a drama queen, so I feel like, even though it may not make sense in the moment, I have to look at, oh, but... But that must mean that I'm a drama queen because if I'm accusing, I don't know why. I just feel like it's a psychological principle that if I'm accusing someone, that I'm like talking to myself really on some other level. And so I need to just, it's like put up a mirror and look at yourself. Like, yeah, you know? I think this also ties into Christian's comment about paying attention to those details in your partner mm-hmm. because, again, it's like you're almost looking for a partner who's going to see you for what you want to be seen as. So, vice versa, when you have these frustrations, it's because somehow they're not reflecting back what you want to see in yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That was, a, that was a head twist. <laughs> that was a total <laughs> head twist. I think I got you Who's on Who's on that. first? 
I think also people in a relationship sometimes tend to lose respect for each other. Right. Because they can get away with more because they've established this relationship. So it's kind of like you're in this free zone where you can kind of like say whatever you want or do whatever you want. But it's, 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 it really is like a loss of some, some respect for the other person where you. I agree. And I wonder, I wonder, and I don't know if this is too deep or what, but I wonder if that loss of respect is, is really a reflection of a loss of respect for ourselves because in a relationship, bear with me, (laughs) in a relationship, once you're with someone for a longer period of time, like all your insecurities come out mm. and you're faced like these are reflected back to you. So you really do see all these ugly monsters that you're like, that make you feel ugly. Your least and make attractive you feel, qualities exactly. get reflected back at you exactly. because you have a partner witnessing them right. just as much as they witness the good qualities. Exactly. So I Ugh. feel like that happens for me. Mm. Like, you know, it's like seeing all this ugly stuff and it's like, you've, you know, if you can, it can be, you know, scary if you get stuck in that. Mm. Yeah. So I feel like I wonder if that loss of respect has to mm. do with that. Yeah. I think you have to learn to live with the monster. For sure. In yourself also, but also the other person. Yeah. So yeah. Also like, accepting the other person. And, right. and that's where you as can well. bond as well. People sometimes forget that you can also bond in the negatives that you have. Yeah, you can you know, love the monster in that person. No, it's like kind of like fascinating, yeah. it's it's a bond where you say like we both have issues, right? And we're sharing these issues, so we're bonding over these issues. Yeah, I see your issues. flaws and I'm accepting them. Yeah, accepting them. I mean, you, you, if there's acceptance, going through yeah. if there's acceptance through that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like every relationship, every person you're with is going to have flaws. So if you move on to someone else, they'll just have different flaws. For sure. So you have to learn how. To be compatible with your flaws. And what you flaws looking, are yeah. you okay with? Right. Yeah. So you're like picking which ones. Which ones can you handle in and, a way? And that's what you learn with, with in relationship is the flaws that you can handle and the ones that you can't. Yeah. The well, so you- this is hmm. my my long-term partner actually dated my cousin before me. <laughs> and uh, for a shorter time, it was a few months. But basically, she couldn't handle kind of this fundamental flaw that he has. And I remember hmm. thinking, ah. I don't mind. I can cope with that. Like it didn't, it, right. didn't, it didn't ruffle <laughs> yeah. me in the way like it unnerved her and it became this, this serious problem in their dynamic. It, it, you know, it caused serious stress for her. And I remember thinking my, in my um, smaller family unit, I think was more accustomed to that kind of flaw. And I knew how to, I knew how to cope with it. It just didn't, mm-hmm. it didn't ruffle me. I knew how to, I knew how to address it and, and even soothe him. Right. I wonder, I mean, again, I feel like people come into our lives for a reason and I feel wonder you know if there's someone challenging in your life you know who's got this flaw that you just can't stand I think that's more the reason to I mean maybe I'm just a sadist but like to like Uh, to stick with it and eh? really observation no but I mean to stick with it and really look at like if it's really making you emotional and like Mm. digging at you like look at even more there's I think there's perhaps more opportunity for growth there for your cousin for example I'm learning a lot from my roommate right now in that way we're running out of time Mm. Oh, Christian, go ahead. Oh, um, last final words. Um, I, w- I want to say something about what yeah, you yeah. just said, but I lost let's track. Let's do five oh, minutes. We can do like, let's go over a little. Okay. We're going to do a five minute extra bonus because it's the, <laughs> for the new year. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think in every relationship is an opportunity to learn, you know, and if there's things that trigger you and you know that it's going to trigger you because of the behavior of this other person, then maybe it's not right relationship, but also there's opportunity to get over that. Right. But I think that's a big challenge. I think it's easier to find somebody that, you know, that has issues, but issues that you might think are funny. Right. Whereas someone else might think, oh, my God, that is so annoying. But are we growing? 
Well, that, I wonder if those relationships can become stagnant. Like, yes, they're comfortable. Mm. They're comfortable. Well, but they can but show the best growing? side of you, and and often reflecting the best side allows you to grow because it it does magnifies it, it and or does that you... just keep us safe and comfortable? I, I think the challenge is accepting our ugliness, right? And and loving ourselves through mm-hmm. that. So if we're constantly just picking a mirror that makes us look good. No, but it's a different kind of growth. I don't know. Because there's, there can be um, talents or, or the positives of you that can flourish with someone who recognizes them and, and fuels them. So I think that's a different type of growth yeah i think you need support with the issues you have instead of someone being being afflicted by them you know where some i think it's just works a lot better if Mm -hmm. if 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 you get support in the issues you have like oh it's not that bad whatever you know yeah minimizing you you need help you know people need help to get over their issues Sure, that's true yeah so that's true it reminds me of you know a partner i had and i remember him being inflamed about something specific and i um, actually, that's, that reminds me of two different partners. I mean, one was someone who had been diagnosed with, like, I guess, a mental disorder. I mean, it was mm-hmm. it was to be diagnosed bipolar, and I, I wasn't. I was kind of unflappable, you know. Like he said it, and I was like, "Well, I was like, you seem fine to me. Let's go get ice cream." You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and and he's and he was so grateful for that release because mm-hmm. he was so fearful of the judgment. Right. Um. I mean, I'm not saying judge them or or anything. No, well, but. Mm-hmm. That's a risk, right? Being yeah. with a partner that maybe isn't sure how to grapple with those problems. I mean, I've had best friends who end up very angry with me because I wasn't sure how to handle, you know, a story about about rape or something like that, right? Where I I failed as a friend to to support them. But in we it. learn. But this is the yeah. thing, like like step up and and embrace it and learn it, as opposed to say, oh, that's too much for me to handle, and I'm going to go for something easier. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I agree with you, Christian. Though that if that it's not if your flaw isn't grating to the other person or like such an issue that it's a constant flaring issue, then that might be a little bit easier to learn how. I guess we're all sure. growing, so like through yeah. relationships, every relationship we're in, we learn how to accept other people for being human and how to become close to somebody despite the scariness of opening up with like all of our crazy flaws. One well, we really, a oh, yeah. this reminds me of our our other show with Diego Walraff where he talks about the, um, the, the healing power of someone witnessing you. And so I think there's something in what you're saying, Sarah, about it's like this person witnesses the flaws, but is able to acknowledge them without the judgment, without the, you know what I mean? And, and the frustration that comes from that. And that brings me to this, this other partner that I had as well, where I feel like he had all these problems that seemed huge to him and monumental. And I'm going, Oh, I dealt with that when I was 19 or, you know, I'm like, Oh, that's not, that's not such a problem. You know, you just have to re re angle the way you're looking at it. And and again, kind of this relief it created for this, this person. And, um, and I just, I, it was insightful to Mm. see the, the effect that you can have the positive impact as a partner. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That that there's growth in that. Yeah. For example, one of the issues that I have is that I don't always listen Mm -hmm. and that can be a huge uh, disturbance frustration. To, frustration for a lot of for a lot of girls even friends you know so when i'm in a relationship and i notice like oh this is starting to trigger this person i feel like uh oh because i know that's a big deal for me a big a big issue to overcome mm-hmm. you know i'm just there's a million reasons why i don't always listen you know mm-hmm. i'm a creative i'm in my mind a lot i work a lot from right. my, from my head so i also get easily distracted mm-hmm. you know so and also, if somebody's talking to me and they're kind of, I just shut off yeah, really fast. Sure what the focus is. So, you know, I only really listen when someone's really talking from the heart. I'm like, I'm, I'm all there. I pay attention. Well, then maybe she needs to learn to talk from her heart. 
Yeah, it's, and so that wah 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 wah. It goes both time. ways, you it know. Both so. ways. I had a partner that again. This was also <laughs> so many partners. <laughs> um, no, but uh, I had a, <laughs> a, a partner. Actually, my long-term relationship, I would say, also the same. Interestingly, I will say, Christian, this is your second language, English. So, right. I wanted my partner was also it was his second language. So I think that was a smaller component that I hadn't fully acknowledged, mm-hmm. which is it is in it the is second language. It's harder to always be on to That's always true. hear That's hear true. it, especially when it's not coming from the heart. And I also noticed I'm a big talker. We have a talk show, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but I found myself going, okay, how can I distill? what I'm trying to say in the purest form for him to understand it because I know that he has to be tapped on the shoulder and you have to say, hey, I need to talk with you and then look Mm -hmm. in the eyes and discuss with him. And that is a different way of communicating because there are other people who don't need that. And I I actually don't need that. Right. Mm -hmm. So it is an interesting um, compatibility situation. (laughs) How to deal with people. Wow. I don't know any final thoughts. Shall we, is that, I mean, this, I love this, the direction the conversation is going. Well, it's all, it's what? Self-accept, accepting other people, accepting ourselves. It's like, it can be overwhelming. Relationships (laughs) are tough. Relationships are. (laughs) But there are these, yeah, I love these are moments of self-realization. Um, for better and for worse, right? Mm. That's ideally yeah. you can you can wrap your brain around and yeah. and make small increments of improvement. But I think it's worth it every single time. I d- yeah, I, d- I agree with you. It brings happiness ultimately. The more yeah. aha moments you have, the freer. Yeah, we are I like to, to think I'm growing from most of my relationships. I don't have. Yeah. I don't think I have anywhere I go. Why was I with that person? Exactly. And and maybe to our listeners, you know, if you do, maybe reflecting on on what you know what brought mm. you to them. Right. I agree. N- not fearing that. Final right. comments, anyone? Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> so have a great new year, yeah, guys. And maybe um, take the time to journal or think about what you want to achieve in the new year. <laughs> Set those goals. Yeah, what you're looking for in the world. In the reflect on your relationships, all the sex disasters and triumphs and are trials st- of the heart. And what? are you still flourishing? And if not, how can you start implementing ways to flourish? Ah, yeah, <laughs> in and out of your relationships. Nice. I like that. <laughs> All right. Thank Thanks you, for listening. Ed Galvez, comedian, and edgalvez.net. Christian Vander Hayden, filmmaker, producer. Sarah, our other filmmaker. And uh, this is Pushing Boundaries with TNA. I'm T. And I'm A. Happy New Year. And Tweet us at TA Sex Talk. Good night. <laughs>